Welcome to The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. And now, your host, Dave Gibbs. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Omnibus Show, the program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. Today's episode, our guest is Carrie Holly. She is the founder of the Carrie Holly Group, and she has the number one mid-sized group in the state of Indiana in real estate. Her brokerage is Compass Indiana, which is the number one group in the country. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Well, welcome. Thank you. Um, well, to just canter right into it, mm-hmm. um, real estate is such a fascinating subject because there's so many elements to that um and we we have much to learn today okay um can we start off by learning about your milestones on Mm -hmm. how you got here to be the well yeah it it wasn't planned um i wanted to be a broadcast journalist Mm -hmm. after i graduated from college and uh couldn't find a job and so I settled in working with a builder uh, at, in the model as a new home salesperson. And I did that for uh, several years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right around 2000, we left and started our own company. My husband and a couple of friends and I started uh, what now is High Garden Real Estate. And it's still here locally. Mm-hmm. My husband's still an owner. And... Um, yeah, I mean that that was that was my introduction into real estate. And so shortly after we started High Garden, I thought I'm going to have kids. You know, we were young, we were in our late 20s, early 30s, and I thought I've been doing like real estate is very grueling. It's a 7-day week job. And so mm. I thought this is going to give me an opportunity to sit back you know, figure out what I really want to do with my life. And uh, and then after I can stay at home a little bit with my kids, I had three boys in a row, boom, boom, boom. There was no way I was going to go into real estate. Um, I can't work seven days a week, 24 hours a day with three babies at home. So I... And getting calls at 3.30 in the morning uh, yeah. and somebody says, should right. I have a red wall or a blue wall? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So I... Uh, so, so I let my license expire, and I thought mm-hmm. I'd do something um, more fun. Started a nonprofit, um, really enjoyed that, and then the market collapse came in 2008. Yes. And we really, my husband still, you know, had ownership in a real estate company. He had offices across the country, and we had significant overhead. And I was at home, not working. And uh, necessity said that I needed to go back to work and I needed Mm -hmm. to bring in income. And the only thing I had ever done was sell houses. That's all I knew. So I went back and I got my license reinstated and here we are. Here we are. And that was in 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Everybody was running out of the fire at that time right. in the real estate industry. Lenders, realtors, anybody 
uh, affiliated with real estate. Because the market was really titanic at the time it, because it was, of the financial bust. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. And so everybody was running out, and I ran in full steam ahead and really started my business from ground zero. Nobody at that time really knew I had been a realtor. That was in my past. I didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had to work really, really hard just to get some momentum. And uh, and that's that's what I did. That's a, that's an incredible story because you had the success of getting into it essentially mm -hmm. right out of school, and yeah. then you had your family, right? And then you got back into it, yeah. And here you are. You've got all, and you've got a, a great future ahead of you. And, um, and you're number one in in your your group and in your division, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, and that's quite an achievement all around. I mean, that's just amazing. Well, it. It didn't happen overnight. Of course. And it... They never do. Right, right. It was many, many years of very, very hard work. Um, I, If I do something, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so there was no dipping my toe in. I... All in. I was all in. You and jumped so, in, the, in, the, in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in 2015, I wanted to go out on my own. And I started, um, I started my own team, which also then led me to open my office in downtown Carmel. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people thought it was a bad idea, but again, um, I'm, I'm a risk taker. Mm -hmm. I'm an informed risk taker, so I don't That's do the best things. Kind. Yeah, I just don't think do things haphazardly. I really researched it and I felt very comfortable with my decision and mm -hmm. and the risks I've taken throughout my career um, have have served me well and so that was really the beginning of what I have today mm -hmm. that was really kind of putting me on the map and um, that's really I feel like when everything started sure I can I can see that and then and then um, eventually, as you built up, then you connected with your brokerage. Yeah, so I uh, started really dipping my toe in that luxury demographic, that luxury real estate market. And I felt stifled um, at my last company. Sure. I, I really needed, I'm a learner. I'm a business book junkie. I'm just um, researching and learning. That's what I do for fun. Sure. And so... How to sell a million-dollar house in three easy steps, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, if, if it were only that easy. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to learn. And even though I've been doing this my whole life, um, I wasn't getting that fulfilled, that, that, um, that need to continue to grow and thrive. I feel like we're very insulated in... Central Indiana, mm -hmm. we only know what we know. And I wanted to expand to different markets and learn from people who were selling a billion dollars a year, mm -hmm. um, selling, you know, $100 million homes. I can't, I couldn't learn that from anybody here because that doesn't exist. Sure. So uh, I, I really tried to figure out what that was going to do. I, I thought... I'm going to have to affiliate with the national brokerage because mm -hmm. the national brokerage has those resources. Mm -hmm. Interviewed a lot, thought about buying 
um, a couple franchises and just everything fell flat. I just was not impressed. And then Compass came to town. Uh, they were brand new. I had been following them because I'm a lover of everything real estate. I was mm -hmm. very aware of Compass and um, didn't think they'd ever come to Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were going to all the pretty places like Aspen and Beverly Hills and sure. you know the Hamptons. So when they came to Indianapolis, I interviewed with them and I thought, this, this is it. This is it. And so um, I was the first agent to join Compass here locally. That's great. And it's been, you know, I tell everybody, in the that was two years ago, I've learned more in the last two years than I really had my whole career. Wow. Like I'm just absorbing it like a sponge. I, I've just loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. And it's helped me grow my business because I can just be that much better mm -hmm. for my clients. So you are the success of your group and your group have, have done very well. So that's something good for people who are learning about real estate is that you, um, you know, you've got your group, but you connect with the brokerage and the brokerage is like finding a good investor to, or getting a, a um, <laughs> signing a contract with a record company that'll mm -hmm. market you throughout the whole world. Yeah. It'll expand that market, which was it you're telling me that that is what you were looking for. Yeah. And that's not the norm. So in theory, yes, in theory, you would join a brokerage and they would do exactly that for you. Sure. But the real estate industry is very antiquated and doesn't like change. And so uh, Compass is very progressive, very tech savvy. Um, they, a lot of people call them a technology company instead of a real estate company. Mm -hmm. um, the marketing was exceptional. So... Yes, that is what they provided to me. And as far as I was concerned, they were the only ones able to provide that mm -hmm. in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's good to know, and mm -hmm. that's a great connection because that just, you know, yeah. sets you up yeah. further. Mm -hmm. Well, this is great, and thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Um, what we'll do is we'll come back in Chapter 2, and we'll, we'll talk about... Um, um, I'm, I'm talking about that will be the educational part of real estate chapter in which we can learn about um, all the different aspects of real estate which you can share with us. So we'll be back after a brief break for chapter two of the Omnibus Show. Well, welcome back. And we're in Chapter 2 of the Omnibus Show. Our guest today is Carrie Holly. She's the owner of the Carrie Holly Group in the real estate company. And as we go into Chapter 2, there is, uh, there's a lot to learn about real estate. There's people going into real estate who do what you do and at the various levels. And there's also people buying homes and selling homes. Mm -hmm. Can we learn from you about... Um, about this whole process, you, you've, um, when we first started talking off camera, we, you, you asked about what, you asked questions of people who you interview right. to come on, um, and what was that? Well, you know, I 
I interview quite a few people. Mm -hmm. uh, real estate has become very trendy with all of the TV shows. Sure. You know, it's very flashy, very, they think we wear our, yeah, 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 our stilettos and drive fancy cars, which, um, you know, some of us do, but not some everybody. <laughs> so, well, you have to work very hard. You have to work very hard. So I get a lot of people who um, will come to me and just ask about getting into the real estate industry. Then the first thing I ask them is why? Why, why do you want to get into real estate? Mm -hmm. Most of the time I get, I love houses. I love to help people. I love decorating. Mm -hmm. I love flexibility. Those are all strikes, not the helping people, but all of the other things, those are all strikes. None of those should be the reason why somebody should get into real estate. It is not flexible. Right. I've never had a Christmas. I've never had a vacation. Um, my phone starts dinging at 6 a.m. and goes well after I'm asleep. And so it, there's, there's no flexibility in this business. Also, homes... It's like owning a restaurant. It is. You're tethered you to it. You are totally tied to it. Um, but that would be if the person had it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes, a 24-hour diner, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I love houses. I love decorating. You know, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, houses become almost secondary. You know, it's not about the house. It's very rare that I walk into a house and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, look at this house. Houses, uh, houses are the commodity the job is education mm -hmm. and advising. And it doesn't, we're advising on finances and investing and return on that investment. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are helping someone find a home where they're gonna raise a family and feel the warmth and love of having that. Mm -hmm. But for me as an agent, I'm there to protect your interest, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily find you the basement of your dreams. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's... They have to know what they're looking for. I think that's what separates the good from the great. Mm -hmm. um, I think realtors, residential realtors, get a really bad rap. Hmm. I think... Why uh, is that? Well, I think people look at us like we are overpaid, glorified tour guides. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people think that they can find the information they need online. Hmm. Um, and I will say that, unfortunately, that is true for some in my industry. The barrier to entry is low. Mm -hmm. And so it's not hard to get your license. It's not hard to become a realtor. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to market yourself and put yourself on social media. What is hard is building this business and earning the respect of your community mm -hmm. because of your knowledge and, um, and your expertise. Mm -hmm. And I think that the other portion of agents mm -hmm. who don't understand that mm -hmm. give the rest of us a bad rap. I see. It's kind of like 
um, traveling abroad for us because mm -hmm. we have too many people that export um, <laughs> the bad image of the traveling American. Because mm -hmm. um, I was um, when when I was in England recently, I met a couple and and um, I'm doing a parallel here. And and I was talking with him. And he goes, are, "Are you Canadian?" And I said, "No, I'm from the States." And he goes. It surprises me. You have manners. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said right. back to him, I said, you, you've right. been watching too much TV. Right. <laughs> and so, and he didn't mean that to be like yeah. exceedingly rude. He just like, wow. Because he must have experienced a lot of people that exported the bad side of us. And, yeah. and, and, and that happens. And then recently we talked about my, um, I got to be the executor of my, my brother's estate. Mm -hmm. And one of your, your Compass colleagues um, helped me conclude that mm -hmm. and um he was worth the money because mm -hmm. he he helped I don't I don't sell houses I don't know that and he just took me right through it and I was happy to pay the the full amount that because um, he he was worth the the service fee yeah well I mean it, it's it's <clears throat> more than sticking a sign in the yard oh, or yes. taking beautiful photos mm -hmm. or uh, opening a door for someone. Um, I'm very cognizant of the investment that my clients are making, and I'm very forward. I mean, I've got a reputation for not sugarcoating things. I will, That's I will the best. be very honest yeah. and straightforward with my clients. And yes. so, you know, when you're buying something, is that a smart decision? Um, you know, right now, all the bidding wars and you have to, in some instances, overpay. And sometimes that's okay. And if you want to win a bidding war, I'm your girl. Like, I'm in it to win it. I, I can negotiate like nobody's business. But I have to make sure that I'm protecting my buyer. It's one thing to win the bidding war. It's another thing to make a smart decision. Mm -hmm. And I need to make sure that someday when they call me to sell that house, mm -hmm. I have done my job and they've made some money on it. If, we, if we're looking for a house that needs significant renovations, once they make those renovations, have they priced themselves out of the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. I have to be very mindful mm -hmm. of what that whole situation looks like. And then on the flip side, selling, there's so much to that as well, and I'm not sure. going to bore you with all the details. But I've been through those details. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Selling the house yes. in either instance, either for a buyer or seller, that's the easy part of the transaction. Oh, sure. After we sell a house, it's getting it to the closing table. And I don't think the consumer has any idea what happens from that point to closing. Sure. And that is really um, where the expertise Sure. And the uh, quality of agent comes into play. Well, isn't it like a lot of us, most of us, we have a car, an automobile, or we have something, even with our house, mm -hmm. you know, like you have uh, the components or whatever the term, you know, like a, a heater or uh, water issues. We need a, a really knowledgeable and effective professional to take care of that. Yeah. Because most of us just don't know. I think that's true in any industry. I, yeah. I think you get what you pay for. Yes. And I have definitely skimped on some things in the past and I'm like, never again. Like recently I flew to a conference and I was, <laughs> I, I'm always looking for the cheapest airfare. Sure. And I'm crammed in there like a sardine while my friend who 
you know, paid to upgrade, you know, $65 to get the comfort seats. Sure. And I'm like, oh, that's such a waste. And then I text her on the flight and I said, I would have paid double that. <laughs> Next time I'm like only first class. So I think you, it's true with any service that you, we all have worked with poor service providers, mm -hmm. whether that's something for your house, something mm -hmm. for your car. Sure. Um, and if you want exceptional quality, I think that it's worth the investment in the long run. Okay. I wish I had an extra house right now to sell. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very helpful. Now, you, you know, you you have moved into a market that's it's it's big in our area, but um, most people are buying starter homes or homes of a, a certain economy. I mean, just the truth is, is that not everybody's buying million-dollar homes. Mm -hmm. What would you differentiate for our viewers, like between um, a starter home, you know what I'm saying, a starter yeah. home or sort of medium-sized home to also um, a luxury market? Mm -hmm. And um, just a little bit about what's the diff what would be some a good takeaway for people in those two areas for the well homeowners? affordability across the country i mean that's the talking point there's just it's not cheap right now mm -hmm. uh carmel is kind of where i'm hyper niched and as you know there's very little land left in carmel and the land Great that demands. is left is very expensive mm -hmm. uh inventory is very low uh, interest rates are very high. So you have, just to give you an example, our market really shifted uh, after COVID. Re traditionally, we were seeing between 1% and 3% mm -hmm. appreciation in central Indiana. Mm -hmm. And that's been since the mid-90s, since I've been in this business. And that's not really appreciation. That's more inflation. Sure. So since COVID, we actually saw some true appreciation in mm -hmm. this market, and we continue to go up, and we will continue until the uh, uh, inventory situation balances. But just for an example, pre-COVID, the average price point of Carmel was roughly three twenty, three twenty-five. Mm -hmm. This year, the um, excuse me, the median price. Uh, is right around 560. Mm -hmm. So now the average, what what 400,000 used to get you does not get you anymore. Wow. The same goes for the luxury market. So pre-COVID, uh, there were maybe 80 houses over a million dollars that sold in Carmel. This year, there were over 200. Wow. So now a million dollars becomes the entry to the luxury market where maybe 750 was prior to that. Mm -hmm. And so, so we're going LA. You well, I mean? we're not LA. going that far. Yeah, we're but, not going that far. But I mean, but it's really, really going up. It is going up, but so is everybody else. Sure. And then people say, "Well, I'm going to wait until prices go back down." There, this is the new norm. Prices, unless something significant happens, um, we're we're very we're like very insulated. We're in our little bubble here in Indiana. And we don't see the high highs and we don't see the low lows. Even during 2008, 2009, we stayed very steady when other parts of the country were depreciating. Mm -hmm. We were just flipping. So, we have a um, pretty steady community. 
it's safe. And, and let's be honest, I mean, that's why people move to this area. Everything about it is safe. Mm -hmm. um, the prices are, prices are average. Property taxes are average. Um, we don't have hurricanes and we don't have um, flooding and earthquakes. I mean, this is this middle America that some people call boring is actually what a wonderful place to live mm -hmm. because it's easy and it's safe and people are kind and, um, you know, it may not be flashy, but it's, it's, it's home. home. <laughs> it's home. We mm -hmm. said that both at the same time. Yeah. No, that, that's, um, that is, that is really fabulous to know, especially for those of uh, the people out there, mm -hmm. even in other markets who are, can learn from this conversation about, you know, how to pursue whether they're buying or selling, mm -hmm. whether they're in a starter or a medium market, um, or whether they're getting into the luxury. Right. Um, yeah, and, and I would say for somebody who's looking to purchase a home, um, you know, really our our prices start roughly around 300 mm -hmm. uh, You might be able to get something a little bit less, but generally around 300 mm -hmm. And the market really firmly stops around $5 million. Sure, $5 million. Mm -hmm. which tells me that we should go find a, a gold, uh, you know, some veins out west and go find a mine out there. Right. They'll yeah. pay for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that's, um, that is so fascinating mm -hmm. to learn. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Omnibus Show. Today's guest was Kerry Holly of the Kerry Holly Group. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Hotel Carmichael. We're shooting today from Feinstein's, and we look forward to being with you on the next episode of The Omnibus Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Omnibus Show. If you enjoyed this program, please like, share, and subscribe to continue the conversation. For The Omnibus Show newsletter, please sign up at theomnibusshow.com.